0: Amen. Amen. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? It is a joy to be in the house of the Lord. And we bless His name. Let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you. The time has come. We ask that you help us. Let your word come to exalt us, rebuke us, direct us, encourage us, and show us what we need to do. We thank you for your word is light. An entrance of thy word brings light. Every darkness, confusion, ignorance that we may find ourselves in. Let this word now become the solution we are looking towards. We bless your name. And now, Satan, we come against your works. We declare his lordship over this place. Jesus, Lord, over our hearts, that will receive the word. Amen. You can't touch any heart. You can confuse any mind. You can distract anybody. Thank you Holy Spirit. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Tell your neighbor glory be to God. Glory be to God. Today I... I, I had an um, English breakfast, so today my accent is a bit English. Yeah. Today is glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 What did you have for breakfast? I don't know. Some, I'm looking at Brother Brown, I'm, I can see Aki and fish in there, the, all over in the face. Eh? And some too, I, I think it is Satsa. Eh? Hey, Satsa. Yesterday's one. And that one is very nice. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So I believe that the um, the the Bible studies has refreshed our mind as to what we learned yesterday. You see, this is the mystery of godliness. We need to understand that when we say we want we 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 want to have an encounter with God, we want to have an encounter with Jesus. Actually. You will not see Jesus right now, do you know that? you, you can't see him with your eyes you can't see him, you can't touch him right now but the Bible says that his word is just like God It says the, the beginning was the word wasn't it? and the Word was with God and the word was what God so an encounter with the Word of God is an encounter with Jesus Christ do you understand yeah so and you must as a Christian Believe that. You see, there are certain. that's why we are called believers, isn't it? We are called what? Believers. Because we don't believe. It's not, you know, it's not... We um, are not called believers because we believe in Aknau football club. Or we believe in um, um, John Terry or all those football players. We, we have certain things that we believe. And the Bible is the manual... By which we live our lives. The Bible, we don't take the Bible to be a historical document. The Bible is the living word. or is the breath of God. So, you must believe as a Christian that the Bible is there to teach you. And if you, anytime you are in the Bible, reading the Bible, actually you are having an encounter with the word of God. Do you understand that? Because if you want to interact with somebody... Hmm, and you come and you sit down. Say, okay, so you take somebody out or you want to have an interaction. The person comes and then you just sit down. And there's no talking. There's nothing. Will you say you have had an interaction? No. But you can have an interaction, thanks be to God for books. You can have an interaction with an author through what? His book. And the Bible is not waiting by the inspiration of uh, human wisdom, but by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, we believe that the Bible is God's word, God himself speaking to us. For 2,000 years now, people have tried to make the Bible redundant. They've tried it, and it didn't work. Because it is not just an ordinary book. It is written by uh, uh, an author who is not human, it's written by God himself. Amen. So, any time you come to church, one of the most serious times you must have, or the, one of the times you must refuse to be distracted, is when the word of God is coming. Because that is the time you are actually having an interaction with God. That is when you don't want your mind to go anywhere. Forget about anything. I, I am here because I won't have an interaction. And I have seen a mystery. But when you interact, when the word of God, you interact with the word of God, it, it, it says, it does what it really says. It gives you life. It does it, it, what? It gives you. It does what it says it, it, it will do. It gives you life. So this is a very important time. So don't be distracted. And don't allow anything to um, destroy. If I want to use biblical terms, what is called the communion, the fellowship, you know, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We are fellowshipping right now. It's a sweet communion. It's a sweet time. You know, it is like when you are being intimate in bed. It's a sweet time, isn't it? Can you fall asleep when you are being intimate? Unless you you are you are not enjoying it or you are you, you know your your mind is somewhere you see so this is not a time to sleep if you are found sleeping it means you are you your 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 body is here but your mind is somewhere else do you understand uh, so try and wake yourself up I want us to look at something I was sharing with you last week but I want to take a different time. Uh, Different facets of it. Let's read our scripture in First John Chapter (coughs) Two. First John Chapter Two. Reading from verse fifteen. 1 John chapter 2 reading from verse 15 1 John chapter 2 verse 15 downwards. do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him it says do not love the world do not what? love the world is it a request? is it a request? what is it? a command. And I have found out in scripture that whenever God commands us something, He makes the command, He doesn't make an optional something. It is not for Him his good, it's for our good. Always. Something for something like He says, flee fornication. He, he's not requesting you, he's actually commanding you. When you see fornication coming, run. Flee. Run away from it. Don't even try to entertain it. Because you will, you will find yourself losing. So he says flee. Because he says anybody that destroys the temple, your body, sex person will also be what? Destroyed. So in your own interest, the command is flee. You don't, you don't argue, you don't try to find an excuse, you don't try to find a way out. You just what? Flee. And this is where sometimes people who are trying to be legalistic, they try to, they try to make like God is being wicked. God is not wicked. He's a very good God. Is he not a good God? He is a good God. A very good God. He is a better parent than you and I. Far, 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 far better. He, 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 he cannot... He said you, as wicked as you are, human beings, as wicked as we are, eh? he says... If your child asks you for egg, will you give him a snake? And how much more your father in heaven? God is good. Amen? God is a good God. He's a good God. So when he gives you an instruction, it is for our own good. It is for our what? Our own good. And so, he says, Do not love the world. Don't love this world. What is he trying to talk about? Last week, I was showing you by the scripture, by the word of God. You know, the Old Testament presents to us certain types and certain examples. For Egypt, in Egypt, God used the Israel idea story. Egypt, Israel standing for the church that is to come. Egypt standing for the world. Pharaoh standing for Satan, who is the ruler of this world. You know, Moses being a sort of deliverer like Jesus. So, all these things were done as a shadow. The Bible says that it was done as what? A shadow of the things to come. And I was sharing with you that there is a strong, a very strong pool of the world. A very strong, and I was I was you no know, like why now if you read this one, you might not see it clearly. Where is this pool coming from? What is it? But then when we went into a story in um, what was it? Was it Exodus? Exodus chapter five. When we went into that story, then I began to show you from the scriptures that. In fact, in fact, there is a strong pull because we saw that God said to Moses, "Go and go and deliver my people." He said, "Go and tell this. Go and tell this." Um, he said, "Go and tell um, this Pharaoh. Go and tell Pharaoh that says the Lord, God of Israel. Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness." Let my people go. Let my people go. Their people were under bondage. Their people were under bondage. And in fact, you can tell a story. You can see the whole history of mankind being replayed in the story of the Israelites. How, how They went out of choice, isn't it? They went out of choice to go and live in someone's what, country. And then they became slaves there. Just like out with, just like how um, Adam and Eve out of their own choice what, gave themselves to sin and disobedience and sin. And and then you know they became slaves to sin and death. And Satan became their ruler. So it was, it was the same thing. So they, they went there and then they they, they 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 became slaves. They became slaves, and then a time came God said, "I'm going to deliver these people." God set a time; I'm going to deliver them. 400 years. There was a little bit delay; 30 years added. And then, when the time came, He sent Moses. That's why the Bible also says, "In our days," it says, "In the fullness of time, God sent His Son to come one, come and die for." Him. In the fullness of time. So there was a set time, and now. The people who were in bondage, God sends a sort of deliverer, a sort of Moses. who's a type of Jesus. Go and tell my pe- Go and tell this Pharaoh, this wicked Satan, that my people need to go. What did Satan do? Did Satan just say okay, or did, or did Pharaoh say eh, okay, it's okay, this is God, he must, he must, I must listen, he must go. Is that what is that what Pharaoh did? But we all know the story, don't we? Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? who, who, who is this Lord? Who, who is this Lord that I must even obey his voice? Who? So that you can see that you can see that this Pharaoh, Satan, is not ready to let you have that peace that God wants you to have. In fact, he doesn't want you to leave the world. He doesn't, because the, the Egypt stands for the world. He doesn't want you to do what? Leave Egypt. Do you know there are a lot of Christians who are calling themselves Christians, but they are deep into Egypt, into the world. And the Bible tells us that do not love the world. But there are some who love the world more than the things of God. I'm going to show you, if the time permits me, are you, are you here? Are you following? Okay. So he says, says, do not want love the word. Put it back on, on the board for me. The Exodus. And so the Bible says that. The Bible says that. He says, who is the Lord? Who is the Lord? What is church? In other words, he says, who is this God? Have you, have you seen how people talk about Christians and talk about the church? Have you, have, you, have you witnessed them before? You know, when now Christianity is like a more religion. it? It's like we are even ashamed to, to identify that we are what? Christians Because what is church? Don't you, because right now as we are here people think that coming to church on a Sunday is a waste of time What is church that you are coming to church? Couldn't you be going to play football or and can't you go to the pub? Is there not any better... What is the church? Who is this God that people every day you say you are going to worship? This is, this, is, this is it, and it is sad. Young and older life, you know, they, are, they are following a certain mentality and a certain mindset, but actually there is a spirit behind this mindset, and it's a devil. So that's why people, people think that, why would we come here and come and... Meet honest. I mean, people, do you know people really don't understand why we even go to church? Have you met somebody like that? That when you say I'm going to church, they think like ah, church. Church. And then if even if they want, they say, Okay, go to church, the next thing that will come into your mind, oh, no, you're going to give your church to a pastor to your money to a pastor. That's the next thing that will come into their mind. That's the next thing that they do. But you see there is a spirit So if you are a Christian and you are in the world And you don't understand the things You yourself you end up talking against Is in the church Yeah so Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice I do not know the Lord Nor will I let Israel go There are some of you where you are, God wants you to come out of Egypt Come out of loving the world But Satan says that No I will not let you go I won't let you go I, I, will not, I will not let, I don't know God, and I will not let you go. This is why, this explains why you can have Christians hmm, who love the world. They love the world. When we the world, what are we talking about? When we talk about the world, we are talking about the systems. The, the systems of the, of the world, and the, the priorities of the world. As a Christian, what should be your topmost priority? What should be your topmost priority as a Christian? Eh? The things of God. Yes. And the things of God, what what should should it lead you to? Heaven. Yeah. So, if you're a Christian, your priority should be, I must go to heaven. I must make heaven. This is why we are here, We are not here for any sake, but we are here because we, we ultimately we want to what? Go to heaven. If you think that you are here for any other reason, then, then please, it's the wrong reason. Because some, some who, are, who have the love of the world in them, they even think that I'm coming to church to get a husband, I'm coming to church to get a wife, I'm coming to church to get a breakthrough, and all those things that the Gentiles also laughed. Which Jesus says, Don't worry about it. Because as long as you success his kingdom and His righteousness, he shall add all these things to you. But we love those. There's a strong pool. A very strong pool. And, and if you don't take care, you will find yourself loving the things of this world. Satan will not let you go. When you read this story further, Moses persisted. And God said, go and tell them, go and tell this Pharaoh again. And then Pharaoh now agrees, first he says, okay, I'll let you people go. I'll let you go. But you can't go too far. Don't go too far. Just stay, don't go too far. And and, and that is indicative of a Christian or somebody who says he's a Christian. You, 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 you're you a Christian, but you, you don't want to go too deep into the things of God. Like, you want to remain in the world. You, want, you know, Those are the ones that, they are lifestyle, they are talking, they are language. They are, even they are the ones that they love the kind of music, gospel music, that is very worldly. They, they, they haven't gone too far. In other words, they haven't fully left Egypt. They haven't what? Fully left Egypt. Have you found it, it? It's further down. They haven't fully what left Egypt, so it's like they 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 they, 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 they are Christians, but the pull of Egypt is so strong. So you realize that even they love worldly music. They they are they, are, they swear. They, they, they you they know it's like you you, you can tell that. No, they, they, they are still there. Still, some pull something pulling them, connecting them to Egypt. Are, are you are you following? Said you can go, but don't go too far. Don't don't go too far. Otherwise, they will start calling you a fanatic. You are now a fanatic. Oh, every day, church, church, every day. Just, you, we, we are tired. Church, talk church. Sunday, you just go to church. Don't involve yourself in too many things, and you know, just, 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 just go and be a bench warmer, Be nice and presentable, and don't do anything. Do you know that when God said to them that He said they were supposed to go and do something, they were not just there to go and just be there. to so go and hold their feast. To me, in the wilderness. God wanted them to go and do. There was a purpose. There is a purpose why God makes you a Christian. There is a reason why God will lead you to a church. You are there to depart. to, to, To go and make sure that the feast of the Lord. It is held. What is the feast of the Lord? The salvation that Jesus Christ has purchased for us on the cross. That all men should come and come and what? Partake of it. What are you doing in your own way, shape and form to make sure that others will come and also partake? But we are inward looking selfish. We, we have the pull of the word. It's very strong. He says, then, let's just all read this portion. Go. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, Pharaoh called Moses. He said, Oh, you can go, Pharaoh. He said, No, you have become one again. It's okay. It's fine. You want to go to church? Go. But what are you going to do? I will prevent you from what? Taking your flock and your head, that means you will become a Christian, but you will not give anything, you will not sacrifice your money, you will not sacrifice your time, you will not sacrifice nothing. Even your education, you no, know, you will sacrifice nothing. You will hold back. There are a lot of Christians that are holding back. There are a lot of people, some of you are here, you are holding back from God. God is saying you can do more for me. But you are holding back. Mm, Let let, let, let me watch. And you have been holding back 15 years, 20 years. You have been holding back. You can pray more than the way you are praying now. You can evangelize more than the way you are evangelizing now. But you are holding back. You are holding back your money. You are happy to easily go and buy Bagging buckets for twenty. What? The, how much is it now? For twenty twenty um, pounds. But when it comes to giving offering, then you are looking for coins. You are holding back. When it comes to giving your time, you are happy to give. It. You know, Pharaoh represents. I told you the systems of the world. So the systems include the work system. The work system that we have here. How many of us go to church? Uh, go to work late. Last week you were even late once. Lift your hand. Were well, once, but it was only once. There, and was your boss happy? Ah, so you, you were able to escape. You were able to escape. Please close the door for me. Yeah. But normally when you are late. What happens? What happens, your Brother Brown? They deduct it uh, because you have to swipe something, isn't it, to show that you have signed. Yeah, you you get punished. So because of that, you are, your commitment is that your commitment is that I don't want to miss. If in fifteen minutes, that is some over over the man. Fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes, fifteen times thirty is how much? The mathematicians. Eh? 450. Divided by 60 will give us how many hours? How many? That, that, is, that is how many hours in a, in a month? Yeah, that, 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 that is 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. I'm just trying to calculate one, just one month. How much? 60. 60. Eh. So that is, in a month, that is seven and a half watt hours. That, that's a whole shift, isn't it? Almost like a whole shift. So, so in a month, just 15 minutes late, 15 minutes, you are missing um, if your salary is, if they pay, for instance, they pay you just say five pounds an hour. So five times the seven, you are looking about 30, 30 something, almost 40. 40 pounds of your money. Just, just, just by being late. Just by being late. Thirty pounds of your money just by being late. Now, can you imagine every month you should be late? This is minutes, so forty times twelve. That is that is a lot of. How much is that? Almost five hundred pounds a year because of your lateness. But you know, you don't you know? That is why you are always what there on time. Yeah, that's why you're, you're always there all the time. But you see, the system of the world, is said that you are happy to sacrifice the pull of the world is, is strong. So you are happy to sacrifice for the world. But when it comes to God, you want to hold back. 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 And most Christians say, let me tell you, the principle of sacrifice, we have lost it. Jesus said, unless the grain falls down and dies, it will not bear fruit. So our Christianity cannot bear fruit as long as we are holding back. Because we are not ready to sacrifice. Some people are not ready to sacrifice their boyfriends. It doesn't matter. They will say, Pastor, you can preach to thy kingdom come. I am not living this ah Mr 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 uh-uh, human hair. He bites me human hair. I'm not going to leave Mr. Human hair. Someone says, Oh, he bites me nice, nice. Like, oh. And you see, they will boast about these things on Facebook. They will be oh cruising on um we are going on a cruise to Wherever Spain. and a Christian will be there. A Christian who is not very wise will be there. Married. and will be there, Sir, telling the husband, "You don't do nothing for me." Look at, look at Martha. Look at, you don't do nothing for me. Martha, the husband is taking him on the cruise, and you'll be there comparing and contrasting instead of being happy and content that at least God has blessed you. You, you are in, a, you are in a, in a sound relationship. Somebody's sinful life, that is what you are envying. Say mercy. mercy. Say mercy. mercy. God has to have mercy on us. Some of us, we are holding back. You see, one of the ways to, to know a person is holding back, even in church right now, is, is when the person... I call them very, very nice people in church. Really... And peace. Very, very nice people. When it's time for worship, they can't even let go and just feel free and worship. They have to keep back and be, you know, my, uh, my status, my, 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 my beauty, my handsomeness. You know, I am a degree holder. You know, so as for us who have done master's degree, when you say lift up your hands, it's only the pinky that you have to lift. You hold back. You hold back. You, you know, lift up your hands, you are before dance like David, just let go feel free, you are in your father's house you came here to worship him but you hold back you hold back some of them man, they, they, you know, when you say when you say, when you say pray Lord, bless me bless there, you hold back you need to sacrifice. Satan is very happy for you to go and say you are going to step. But as long as you are holding some things back, he's happy. He's happy. He's very, very, very happy. Today the Lord is telling you, you must let go of some things. Because it is, I'm telling I'm saying it is sacrifice. That is release. Sacrifice release power. Sacrifice what? Release power. Sacrifice release power. Will you be with somebody who is not willing to sacrifice anything so that he can buy you little things? Sometimes, uh, when somebody says, I don't have money, that is why I couldn't buy anything for you on your birthday. You are talking to somebody that is not willing to sacrifice. That's all. Because if, if you really want to sacrifice, you can sacrifice your life or something, something and gather some little, little money. And just a token, you can buy a token. But you you are full of excuse. Because you are not willing to sacrifice. You are not ready to sacrifice. You are not willing and ready to what? Sacrifice anything. So when the time comes, you have an excuse. But I want to tell you that when it comes to the things of God, the day of judgment will come and your excuse will not wash. It will not wash. Because God has given us the free gift. It's a free gift, a wonderful gift. And that is the gift of free will. That man, you have the choice to do whatever you want to do. But remember that at the end of the day, we are all going to stand before the judgment throne of God and give an account. So it's up to you. Do you want to hold some, some things to back? It's the most, most assured of me. I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, and dies, you, you, you must die to self. Die to self. Too much pride and arrogance. Some people, we base our pride based on our educational qualifications. Somebody can look into his bank account and suddenly he thinks it's God. Especially on payday. He looks into his bank account and oh, goes, wow. He, suddenly the working changes. The big short working comes. Yeah. Big sort, you start, it starts with are working changes. But when there's no money, then you can you can easily tell. You can easily you can tell. If don't you know? Do you know that even children pick up on these things? They can, they can, they can tell. Oh, mommy, there's no, ah, hmm, something because you become you, irritable. Something that the child hasn't done, you won't even really knock the head off. You don't know what I'm thinking about you, you, you. He says, oh, mommy, can I have conflicts? You are very troublesome, you are very troublesome. He's only asking you for conflicts. I am hungry. But your happiness is not founded or based in God. It's based on other things. So you find out that you you know you find out that you 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 you, you are not steady. We must die. You know? We must die to certain things we unless we die pride. Forget about your beauty. There are more beautiful people and more handsome people who are ended up. Are, are you are you more beautiful than Angelina Jolie? Are you more beautiful than? Uh, well, when I say beauty, in, 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 in the natural sense, because every Christian, you are, you are too beautiful. Because you have been created in the image of God. But I'm talking about beauty in, as the world defines beauty. Yeah. Was he not married to Brad Pitt? Are they still together? Was money the problem? Was handsomeness the problem? Was beauty the problem? But they, are so, they could not marry. So if it's it's beauty, beauty does not do anything. Those things are, it is a worldly tool. It's it's, it's something that the world will make you have emphasis on. So it will make you not give. You rather hold back in serving the Lord. You hold back. You hold back. Unless the grain dies, it remains alone. And you see, all of us that are here, Jesus Christ is requiring that we bear fruit. It is, he is requiring. If you don't believe me, go and ask that fig tree. Do you know the fig tree? He went to the fig tree, he was expecting food. There was none he said you. And he tested it. And the fig tree died. When you read John 15, he says, I am the true vine. He are the branches. Hmm? Ye are what? The branches. And then he says that, My father is what? The vine. The vine my father is a vine wrestler. Huh? Every branch in me, that does not bear fruit. Meaning that it is possible for you to be a branch. It is possible for you to be what? A branch. But not a fruit bearing what? branch. And that is what I are trying to show you with the Old Testament um, um, in Exodus. If you want, the, the, the secret to food bearing is sacrifice. That is the secret. Letting go. Pharaoh says, I will. you can go, but keep, keep this one. This one, no, this one. But if you are willing to sacrifice all these things, then suddenly you see that you are bearing food. Jesus is saying that and let's go back to the John. He says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he what? Take away. And every branch that bears fruit, he what? Prunes. That it may bear more fruit. And you see, pruning is not an those of you that love gardening. I know most of you don't do gardening. You rather love cooking. Instead of gardening, it is relaxing. You say, Oh, but I don't have any, any whatever. Just buy some little, little pots. Do you know there they are some tree huggers. You know a tree haggard? <laughs> they talk to their plant. They look at their plant. Oh, good morning, Lucy. How are you, Lucy? <laughs> But when the same person, when you tell the same person, Come and talk to God. Will look at you very strange, but he's happy to talk to a plant. (laughs) Yeah. So this is this. Jesus is saying God is a God is a gardener. So it's not a bad hobby. You need to acquire some good hobbies. Are you hearing me? Do you know? We are living in Britain. Isn't that all? Is? And one of their pastime is, is gardening. That's why they have companies like B&Q, and they are flourishing. Let a little. They don't. They don't serve. They, their godlessness has become the order of the day. A little sun, You see people gardening, and that is their. So we we, we this one is a biblical hobby that we can also watch. Copy. Yes, it's a biblical hobby. You copy it. It, 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 you become British. you become what? British. Yeah. So, God is a, is a vine dresser. He dresses, he dresses the vine. He takes away the non-food bearing branches. He prunes. Pruning, meaning cutting out certain things and certain leaves and other dead things that to make the, the, the thing what? Bear more food. And as Christians, allow yourself to be pruned. It, 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 you have to what? Allow yourself to be pruned by the word of God. Like right now as I'm speaking, there are certain things that you are doing in your life, but the word of God is not challenging you. That is God pruning you. Are you going to resist, or you are going to allow yourself to what? To be pruned, so that you can bear more fruits. Allow yourself to be pruned. It's not, it's not pruning, when you read it, you think it's a nice thing. I'm telling you, it's not, when God is pruning your life, It's like he's pulling, rotting, like you've gone to a dentist and you've got rotting teeth. And you're pulling it out without any, uh, whatever they call it. You're pulling it out. It's a painful thing. You have to lose some things in life. You have to lose some friendships. Useless friendships, gossips, troublemakers. People who not encourage you. There are some things you must lose. God will pull them out of your life. You realize that the more you let go and you, you, are, you, are, you are happy to enter into the feast of the Lord, you realize a certain desires. You Before you used to go to the pub, you used to go partying and drinking. You used to dress. Always you're dressing, you must be sexy. That's, that's what I don't even understand. What are you being sexy for? And who are you being sexy for? You are supposed, the word of God says that you must only, it's only something that must happen between husband and wife. Wives. I'm not saying that dress with a sack and look like a goat. But you must, please, is it what I'm saying? Am I lying? No. The emphasis of dressing now, especially for the women, is to appear sexy. Yeah. What is your definition of sexy? Sexy, when somebody is when the word sexy means, I just want to sleep with you. And that's a Christian, it is fornication. And Jesus says, you don't even need to sleep with the person physically, but once you lust with the person in your heart, you've done it. So why do you want to, you want to be always sexy? Sexy. Showing cleavage, certain parts of the body that must be reserved for the eyes of your husband only. Go to the carnival, not Hill carnival. Then you realize how Satan has degraded humanity to the level of animals. And they call it culture. It is foolishness. It's satanic. It's a certain wisdom that doesn't give glory to God. And we are believers. We believe in the Bible. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Sexy. Today go on Facebook. Everybody is putting their picture in my part of their lips. I have kissable lips. And I have, I have bedroom eyes. Hey. And you are a Christian and you don't want to leave these things. God will, once you start becoming zealous for the things of God. You see that God will start pruning these things out of you. And people will look at ah, You are boring now. Thank God I am boring. But I am on fire for Jesus. They will tell you. They will tell you are boring. have they told you some before. They will tell you get a life. You have no life. What is this church 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 thing? Come, let's go and drink. Go and see them in the nightclubs, dancing and whining, practicing for hell, uh, for hell. Oh yes, is there something like that? There is a practice for hell. They are practicing. Yeah, see there's somebody. Somebody, you know, there's so much disorder there. You no, know, you hold a drink, and everybody's intention is that tonight I must get a pool. And and, and and somebody must pull me, and the ladies, you must dress in such a way that when you are passing, everybody must look at you. And, and, and what what what? It's like once you enter into the club, even they they can't put on like there, because gorillas and anacondas and and baboons and chimpanzees are wearing wearing things, and they are all there. nice. The day the light comes on. The day the light will come on in a nightclub. Then you will see that you are in a wild forest. That's when you realize you are really in a wild forest. Yeah. Oh, but don't you see? When I'm saying crocodile, I think that it's in in fact, demons are, demons like taking on the nature of animals. They, they take on, if you read the Bible, Satan even is described as a lion. Yeah, so he's prowling like a lion. Yeah, it's a locust, swarm of locusts. Read, read Revelation. Yeah. So, so when you see people who are being influenced by these spirits, they behave just like these spirits. They behave just like these spirits. So that's why you see somebody come in the nightclub. You know, like they take drugs. That is their Holy Ghost. And then suddenly you see somebody. It's like he has become, he has become a, a cricket. You know they are praying mantis. Yeah. It's like somebody can be standing on the dance floor. That's all they will be doing the whole night. He's become a praying mantis. But you see, it is there. It is the darkness and the atmosphere that will conceal it. But the day the light will come on. You will see grandmothers who have put on makeup, looking young. Let the light come on. That's why those who have one night stands, when they wake up, they always pick their clothes. (laughs) And then, they are gone. Because when you look at it in the morning, what possessed me to sleep with this monkey? Well, what possessed you is the demon. has used you abused you. You're gone. Yeah. So, you see, you have these things. These are things that you have acquired over the years. the years. You know, especially when you are young and you have being advised, your parents advised you, you would not listen, you were doing your own thing, now you become a Christian. God says any branch in me that does not bear fruit he prunes out, he takes away but you want to remain in him so he's going to prune you so he's going to take those things out he's going to take all that pride all that lustfulness all that behaviors that that is, is not of God he'll prune you may God prune us he prunes us because he loves us he prunes us because he wants the best out of us The correction of God is better than the acceptance of men. To get accepted by men and just go to hell. So you realize that these things are there and you hold back. You hold back from really accepting God. You just find yourself holding back. But today Jesus Christ is telling you and I don't hold back you must sacrifice something. Sometimes, you come to church, you have been to a night shift, but you must still come to church. Because if it is anything else, you will go. Is, it, is, not, is that not the case? Anything else, you will go. But because when it comes to the things of God, you might think that you are doing it for man. Satan is happy for you to be a Christian. But he will not let you at let go. Say, let your little ones also go. What was what was the response? Let me see the response. Exodus 10, He says, but he says, our livestock But Moses said, You must also give us sacrifice and bent offering that we may sacrifice to the Lord. The word sacrifice, I just want it to sink into your spirit. You cannot be a Christian without sacrifice. Do you understand? You can, you, well you can be a Christian, but you will be a, 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 a non-footwork, bearing Christian. That's what you will be. That's what you will be. You will be one that God says there is a curse on you. Because you will find out that you will become what the prophet Jeremiah said. When he said that people will what? He said, can be anyone who does the work of God what? This is all. You do it anyhow. You do that thing what? Anyhow. Curse. You be It becomes a curse. This is why a lot of Christians, you find them... Instead of enjoying the blessings of God, rather it's like, it's like, it's like a, a struggle. But when I studied it and I found out that our Christianity is the only religion that the founder sacrifice. He went, you know, it was started based on what? Sacrifice. Somebody, he believed it, he went to commit suicide. He, he went and he killed himself. He sacrificed. And then it was after the sacrifice that there that, was that, that great power so mighty now that he's able to save the whole world. It was after the sacrifice. Before, Jesus could have just preached. But I believe that if you, if you, you know, if he was just, when he came down, if he just came and he just preached and taught us and cast out devils and did whatever, I'm sure... Um, 30 years or 40 years or 200 years after his death Christianity would have died down but why Christianity is still what it is is because of the power in the sacrifice the power of the cross and this is why Satan is so busy putting out that message of the cross out of the church so that when you go to church, we don't talk about sacrifice. We don't talk about the death of Jesus. We don't talk about hell. We don't talk about sin. We just go and tell stories to ourselves. No wonder the, the churches are dying. A church cannot, right now, eh, right now, this church, we cannot grow beyond our level of sacrifice. Think about it. Think about it. We we cannot grow beyond the level of our sacrifice. Because it takes somebody to sacrifice their time to come early to come and say, I'm going to set the what? The drums up. It takes somebody to say, I'll come and arrange a chair. It takes your sacrifice. Everybody's busy, but it takes a sacrifice. It takes the sacrifice to say to someone, okay, well, what, 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 what can I do in the house of God to help the, the, you know, the things of God? I, I can become an usher. I can become this. It takes sacrifice. But when you have people who just want to come and become very nice people in the church and sit in the church and warm the bench and not do anything, the church can grow. And God is watching. Because we must all give an account we must all give what an account of our steward of our time, the time that God gave it, gave to us on this earth. We will give an account. What we did in our body, we will give an account. In word and indeed, we will give an account. That's why he's not interfering now. That's why now he's just the same thing like Jesus said in Luke when um, he was saying about Lazarus and the rich man. They said the guy said, "Please." The rich man said, please, let's let, 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 let send some people from this place to go and warn them on earth that hell is a very terrible place so, we, 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 so that nobody will come here. And, 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 and in that story, Jesus said to them that you have what? The prophets. You have the, the pastors. Listen to them. So like right now, all God will do is to warn you, inform you through the preaching like I'm preaching here. So it is in the foolishness of preaching that he has chosen. It is in the foolishness of pre- preaching. So, right now, God is warning you, is telling you something. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? He said, You must also give us sacrifice, bent off, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Last week I was showing you, even when you take, when you take um. The tabernacle of Moses. Everything was pointing to what? No, I'm talking about about Jesus Christ. He said he had an outer court, and the outer court had one gate, and that gate was a symbol symbolic of Jesus. He is the only way that we can enter into uh, um, um, the kingdom of God. Once you enter, the first thing you meet is is the what? Uh, uh, the brazen altar. And it's the biggest art article in the whole um, tabernacle. They're huge. They're huge. It was an altar. It was an elevated ground. If you read it, you'll see the descriptions. And that is where, when you come, you, when, you, when you are coming, in those days, you cannot enter and not come with a sacrifice. You cannot enter and not come with it. And in the, look, it doesn't matter how poor you are, you must still bring a sacrifice. Do you know no. that? Because if you study the scriptures carefully, those who were rich, they would offer um, lamb, goats, whatever, bulls and whatever. Those who were poor, they were so If you don't have, you must find a means to get um, pigeons and other things. But you cannot come empty-handed. You, that, you cannot come to the the... the, 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 the you can't enter into the tabernacle of, 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 of Moses without what a sacrifice. So you come to the gate, and the gate had many colors. It had about three royal colors, all all representing Jesus Christ. There's no, it had only one gate. There's no other gate, only one gate. And Bible says that it was white linen, white linen. The fence was made material was white linen, standing for righteousness. So you enter to the gate, and the first thing you meet there is that brazen altar. And you must lay down certain sacrifices. You must lay down your pride. You must lay down your your beauty, your educational qualification, your job, everything. Lay it down. And you, you, you sacrifice that, and you must also, you know, you, you bring, according to Whatever financial ability, you bring something, sacrifice it. Then from there, you move straight to the, 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 the basin, which is the water. Wash yourself with the word of God. Meaning that until you can become a true Christian, filled with the word of God, you must sacrifice certain things. You must let go of certain things. You have been a Christian. And some people, I must change when I listen to them. They say, That's how I am. That's how I am. That's how I, am. that's how I talk. That's how I talk. <laughs> you can't change me. You can't change me. No, that, that's how I am. Hey, the word of God can change you. If only you are willing to talk, the word of God can change you. It can change you. Sacrifice. Tell your neighbor, sacrifice. I didn't hear you. Say, sacrifice. I hear some people, they say, Oh, Jesus Christ has sacrificed himself on the cross, so there's no need for please. Whoever is teaching you that, wants you to die, as say. He wants you to become a non-foot-bearing Christian. It's a lie. This same Jesus said, A man must take his cross... And follow him daily. Why did he say the cross? Because the cross is the symbol of sacrifice. Daily, daily, daily. Say your neighbor daily. Daily, you must sacrifice every day. Sacrifice. It is a daily thing. Take up your cross. This principle of of sacrifice is lost. We have a bunch of overfed, pampered. People who don't want to do anything or lose anything or suffer anything for the sake of the gospel. But all we want is give me this. God, give me a baby. God, give me this. God, give me a breakthrough. God, give me this. How long will you remain a non-fruit-bearing Christian? How long? The Lord is charging you today. That you must sacrifice. You must suffer. You must suffer for his same sake the seed when it falls down and it is dying it is not and it is not a pleasant what process when you study a bit of agriculture you realize that when a seed dies say an avocado seed it goes into the ground the seed in itself is in the pot but there is a dying everything breaks it breaks and then the the where the embryo itself is and then when when it gets to that portion, before it can now shoot out. So God wants to break certain things out of our lives. You have to sacrifice certain things. To be even a good Christian, eh, eh, to be a good Christian, it is not possible without daily sacrifice. It's not possible. Please, understand this. That the word of God is saying that we must sacrifice. We must what? Sacrifice. Right now, I want you to take your notebook. Now you're going to write down, look into your life. What must go? What must, must I let go? What must I let go? Because God is telling you, I want you to bear more fruit. I want you to what? Bear more fruit. We have seen if we don't bear more fruit, he will cut us away. So I want, I, I want you to what? Write down, what must I let go? After I'm hearing this, there are some things that, no, I must let go. I must let go. It must go out of my life. I want to be a fruit-bearing what? Christian. I want to be a fruit-bearing Christian. I want to be a fruit-bearing Christian. What must go? Moses said, For we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God. And even we do not know with what we must serve the Lord until we arrive there. Until we arrive there. Some things must go. Some things must go. Jesus is calling you to the place of sacrifice. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Write what must go in your life. Take your notebook, write it down. What must go in your life? What are the things that must go? What, what, what some of you it's your sleep? You sleep too much. Your laziness is 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 well known in this England that we are living in. It's well known. You see sl- you can sleep. Anytime you take your Bible, it's like it is a sleeping pill. You must decide and say no. This is not it. This is not, this is not a, the life of a strong, this is not the life of a soldier. We are been called to endure hardship as soldiers. We are been called to, to, to be soldiers for Jesus Christ. And the Lord wants soldiers, not whinging, whining, complaining people. This is the difference between Civilians and army people. When you say army people organize, harden, and toughen by training, when they say do, you do. But here is the case Jesus has got an army of complaining, winging, arrogant people. Who, when he says, he, he says, go to the left, that is as that is if like, is like, he has given a command for them to go to the right. When he says, look up, That is when we decide to look down. Some civilian blood must be drained out of our lives. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as your word is coming, show me, show me, show me what I need to let go in my life. God has to show us. My duty is to let you know the principle of sacrifice is more important for a successful Christian life. Stop coming to church with the mindset of just coming to receive only. Eh? Because you will get discouraged. Are you here? You will get discouraged and Satan will pull you out. You are here to work for God. You are here to make sure that the feast of the Lord will go on. And as, I, and as I said, God is a very good God. Very, very good. You cannot be doing things for him and he will let you suffer. He is a good God. He is the best employer. He is the best doctor. He is the best teacher. The best chemist, take any subject under the sun, the best teacher is Jesus Christ. From astronomy to geology, you cannot beat him. You can't. He's a good God, a very good God. So when he's telling you, do not love the world or the things in the world, for if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father. It's not in Him. You cannot love the world and say you love God. You, and I've just shown you what it means by not loving the world. When you are holding things back. When you are, you are holding things back. You are holding things back. The love of the Father may it be in us. In a greater dimension. I say in a greater dimension. In a greater dimension. The love of the Father. The love of. Put the 16 on. We are going to spend some time and we are going to pray. Are you here or you've gone home? For all that is in the world. Hmm? This is, this, is, this, is, this is the summary of the things that we love. And I found out, when I was meditating on this, what I found out was that, let me use the marriage for instance. If you love somebody, what, what, what have you done? Even though you have not said it openly, or you are not doing it openly, you have chosen that you will love one person. Eh? So you you can no longer love somebody else as a husband or as what? A wife. So a way of preventing you from loving the world is to to make sure that... um, A way of making sure that you love the Father is to make sure that you don't love the world. Do you see that? So that you know that if I love the world... Then I have got the love of the Father is not in me. So, to prevent that, I want you to see that loving the world is a way of saying that I don't love the Father. I don't love the Father. And what is the world? The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. The lust of the flesh. What is the lust of the flesh? What is the lust of the flesh? It's three categories there. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. This is the summary of the world. The lust of what? The flesh. To feed yourself, to house yourself, the lust of the flesh. That is what will make you, that is what will make you, you, you are so cautious about about your, 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 your body shape. You are so cautious about your body shape. So, you, you know, you love your body. You go to the gym. You know, you go and do... Some people... That is good. The Bible says that it exercise, what? It process, just a little. Just, just, just a little. But when you last... When you have last of the flesh, you become... You become... Obsessed. You watch your weight and other things. And before you are aware, you become anorexic. Nobody can even tell you you are you are you are you, it is to mention the word fat in your presence. It, it, it. Recently, when I was in Ghana, very beautiful young uh, woman, a, a, a politician, very rich, very beautiful and well educated, wanted to go and do um, some surgery, some um, plastic surgery. And she lost her life. Yeah, she lost her life. Mm-hmm. She, she just lost her life. And it was a big thing in the news. Then we found out that she wasn't the only one who... A lot of these people that... And one girl, for instance, they, they showed the before and after. She was very skinny. Then suddenly, we, we, we see that her shape has become like the Coca-Cola bottle. With with, with well proportioned what statistics, oh. front bumper, rear bumper, it's all been adjusted. But when you look at her before, she was like a uh, you know, you know the Coca-Cola bottle has a nice it, but they can can't cook. <laughs> yeah, some of the wives when they look, look at your wedding picture. They start off as Coca-Cola bottles, but then they become can- cooks. Yeah. They become like can- cooks. And this, that's what the woman was trying to stop, and she just died. Why? Why do you put yourself under so much pressure? You are beautiful as you are. Just make healthy choices. You know, if, you find, if you find yourself loving God, you will find yourself doing things like fasting, you find yourself doing things like exercise. You will see that your body, you, it will be well kept. I never saw anywhere in the Bible that they said that Moses went on a treadmill. <laughs> but the guy lived there. He said, God had to tell him, go and die. He was very healthy. With all your treadmill and all, we fast about all this. The last of the flesh. The car you are driving. You are so, uh, some people, when they walk into the uh, place, it's the car that you hear before you see them. Car key. car key, Don't be waving a car key. I want you to see the car I drive. Some people are very arrogant about the postcode in which they live in. Yeah, no, I live oh, they not, I live in SW19. I live in SDS. Very very arrogant, chasing all these things. What is a car? Have you seen anybody being there with their car? What is the house? You can have a big mansion. In that mansion, you have only one room where you sleep in. And on that in that one room, it doesn't matter whether you have a king size bed, you will sleep on one side at a time. You cannot sleep on the whole bed at a time. You will only have to sleep on one side at a time. Pride of the last of the flesh, the last of the eyes. The last of their life of their eyes. This is what you know, Satan used to deceive evil. You know, the pride of life and the, your status, your education. People are chasing all these things now. It just shows the pool of Egypt is very strong. You, you are chasing after these things. you're you busy chasing the pride of life. You want, it to, you want us to come to your living room and you have your graduation. It's there with your uh, whatever they call it. And, and then you'll be holding your, your, your yeah, your 30 there. It's just on the wall. It's a pride of life. Do you know that a time will come that some of these things, if as we are growing, a time will come, some of these things will just become meaningless. Some of, most of us, we, if I talk about care, you understand. If you've done home care, you've gone to you know, a residential care or whatever. Have you ever sat down to speak to the people whom you are caring for? Some of them, the things that they, they achieved with their life, if they tell you the certificates that they have, if they tell you eh, the places they have been. I remember one time when I was doing my practicals, there was um, in, in Gloucestershire. there was a, 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 a sort of, a private sort of nursing home. And when I went there, it was like big, 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 big people. Some generals, you no, like you were very posh people. But, after some time, the M.S.C., one man, his, his, um, the letters before his name and the letters after his name, you need a good barrel to put it in. It is too it's a lot. King QCY, YYVC, NNQ, visit, and it's all there, it's very nice. But here was this man, They sat there, like this waiting to die. And, and I think about them and said, what did this man do for God? Because none of these things will matter when you die. God is not going to say, well done, thou who had QVCY, YYCV, Y,YK. God does not say, well done. But he'll say, what did you do for my kingdom? That's what matters. That is what matters. Pride of life. That's him, you know. Just you see, he must learn to acquire the wisdom that the Bible teaches us. So there's a kind of wisdom, and that kind of wisdom is from above. When you are operating under that kind of wisdom, even by observation, by by what observation, you God can speak to you. Just by observation, He said, "Go to the ants and what observe His ways." By observation, God can speak to you. Look at these people. You it's not like I'm not saying something that is abstract. You most of us know this what I'm talking about. Go and ask them. One woman, a ring. The diamond that was on an old woman. The diamond that in the hospital that I I, I I was doing my practice. A diamond the diamond on the ring. It looked very simple. So I was a student. When the family come in, I don't have much to do, so I'll be chatting with them and whatever. And they were telling me the history of the womb. Suddenly, I said, wow. Because if you don't take them, you just look at them and say, ah, oh, look at this old woman with no teeth. But she has lived. But then, is that all there is to it? Because if you, that is all there is to it in life, oh, then you are very poor. You are very, very poor. You can have the mansions on this earth. Acquiring where your heart is, that's where you you have store your treasures. But the Bible says that, store your treasures in heaven. What are you storing, my sister? What are you storing? Some of us, there is nothing there. There is nothing. There is nothing. If you are to just escape with our salvation, we will find out that we, we just, there's nothing there. There are cities that will be given responsibility. There are things that are waiting. There are, you say, there, there, there are pleasures that are waiting for us. But the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the, 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 the lust of the flesh, these things there, Thank you, Lord. Listen, these things then, eh, they go in order of age. When you are young, this is your problem. Last of the flesh. When you get into a certain uh, 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 age, like 40s and above, then last of the eyes become the problem. That's why you see some people now, oh, it's, all, it's all about myself. I'm going to go and do this course. I'm going to, I'm going to do this course. I'm going to, it's all oh. because now you are married. It's not about fornication. That's not your problem. But the lust of the eyes. You see somebody doing this, you to your eyes become like uh, fireballs, green with envy. I must also have it. Husband, give it to me. Husband, you must buy this thing for me. Oh, and some can become so wicked. How about treat their husbands and on their wives? The last of the eyes. And then when you get 50, 60 times when well, you are retiring, the pride of the life, pride of life. Yeah, you, become, you, you become like of Kadniza. You stand on the wall of your accomplishments. Oh, that's Christy. Christy is my son. I took, I, all my children have gone to university. Yeah. I've achieved something. Yeah. Look. And then that, you become so arrogant. Even when you come to church, you can't even submit. It is in stages, the young ones, that is their problem, the last of the flesh. Those who are in the middle age groups, last of their eyes. May, the Bible says, if my eyes will cause me to miss her, uh, heaven, let it be blacked out. Oh, look at this one's hair. Look at this one's this. Look at, last of their eyes, last of their eyes. Look at the car is driving. Some people when they come, even they're not even interested in their preaching no. they're coming to look and see what is the pastor wearing, what's the pastor? And you want to compare, you want to contrast, you want to do this. It is not important. It's the love of the world that's manifesting. Don't compare your life and contrast your life with anybody's life. Everybody's race is different. Everybody's race is different. Am I talking to you? Everybody's race is different, and don't let the pride of life. Yeah. because of this, some people they must sacrifice now and be doing much more for God. But this is the time you say, "I want to go to school," because pride of life. You feel like, ah, I didn't get it 40 years ago. So I'm growing. I must. I must get this. Must. And now you will find yourself just wondering who the pool is. So you are wondering where off. Me now, I don't care. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me at all. What you think, what anybody thinks, what my mother thinks about, whether I've got this, I've got that, it doesn't matter to me at all. What I'm thinking about is, what are the rewards waiting for me in heaven? How am I being effective in the time, the short time I've been given on, on this earth? How am I using it? When you start thinking like this eh, You will see that your behavior In itself will start changing You will see that you will suddenly calm down All this pride All this arrogance You cannot be talked to You cannot be reasoned. You will see that some, some things will start changing Because your priorities are now correct Your priorities are now correct May God speak to us Amen that the pride of the life, pride of life, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, says, it's not of the Father, but is of the world. We are not people of this world. We are only passing through. How many of us feel like we are strangers? You feel like we are a stranger in this world? Yeah. If you don't feel like you're a stranger, then it means you're at home. The world is more of a home to you. You are like somebody who is going to is going to uh, Birmingham and then you take the train and then you say, change. You take the train from Croydon. You say, Change. In Clapham Johnson. When you go to Clapham Johnson, you said, Ah, what a nice place! This is the Clapham Johnson they have been saying. Clapham, Clapham. Ah, this is the Clapham Junction. Ah, oh, wow! They have beggars here. Oh, look at that! Look, look, look at that! Look at look, look at that man! Look at what he's doing by the road. Oh, wow! wow. And then you stand there. You are watching somebody is playing. Um, um, Don't worry about things. And you go and stand there. You are watching. You're enjoying Say, give me money, give me money. Then you go, you go. another person doing, meanwhile, the train, platform, that you must. You are transiting through what? Clapham Junction. But now suddenly, you, you are forgotten about the fact that you are going to Birmingham. Suddenly, it's like, it's like now Clapham Junction has become your home. So now, instead of now even watching, you go and buy a tent. And you come and pitch a tent in Clapham Johnson and you start living there. You start acquiring things. You no, know, living in the tent is not comfortable. Mm, let me build something. And then you go and build. And then before you are aware, you are there, fully established. You've forgotten about Birmingham. Most of us have forgotten about heaven. We are not thinking too much. The last of the flesh, the last of the height, the pride of life. It is cementiness in the world. Become a stranger to the world. Become a stranger. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We need to do what we need to do to survive. We need to do what we need to do to make impact. But we should never put it at the expense of our relationship with Jesus Christ our working for God and our story of treasures in heaven. Be on your feet.